Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You found uh, it. Yeah. Hello. Found that. You found that tweet. Yes. No, I have found the tweet now. It's the usual <laughs> seamless, slick beginning to the podcast. Yes. Welcome to Rugby Jubbly. Uh, I'm Hal Cruttenden on a slight time delay I'm coming Dan from Skinner. Muswell Hill. It's Dan Skinner. What what episode is this, Hal? It's episode 14. I got it, it wrong with my files. 14. I thought it was episode 15. It's not that. Hal you know. had been looking through his palm pilot and wondering what uh, what episode we were on. <laughs> I do. I mean, this is the thing. I, I do have notes yeah. that I do little I prepared notes for each episode of the podcast, I know, I know. So, which Me I think too. will be... A, Me too. Yeah, Me too. it'll Despite be a lovely having... collector's item, won't it? For people, it'll be yeah, auctioned for millions in years to come. You know, these were the notes he did for the shows. Um, we've got to start with a massive apology that revealed our complete ignorance. Who um, we apologising have... to, though? I think that's important to, uh, to, to, to the player, I guess. We're apologising to the player. We're apologising to all Irish fans, all Irish rugby fans. Yeah, but that we okay. our ignorance was so massive. We thought Josh van der Fleer was South African, and he is actually Irish, born and bred. With I think his grandfather or great grandfather was Dutch. Even though I I knew that he was uh, Dutch, and I just wanted to let How just go with it, just to make yeah. just really to stitch you up a bit. How yeah, I knew you someone would ex- write in and write and write this wrong, and exactly. so it has come to pass. You wanted to expose my ignorance. Um, and also, yeah. I did just manage to offend the Irish again by saying the reason is because you've got too many South Africans and New Zealanders. They don't have I mean, CJ Stander, James Lowe, Lowe Jameson Gibson, Gibson Park. Park. Is there anybody else? That's it's not actually that good. many, is it? That's the backbone it? of their team. Well, it's not the backbone, but it's, it's like the scrum half, number eight, and one of the wings. Anyway... Uh, yeah, generally, how was your week, Dan? I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. I, I, I like the sun's come out, and that's made that's made a massive difference. It was just trying to cram stuff in around having two kids knocking around the house, um, a, a small baby which I've had too late, as you keep telling me, yeah. who's teething, and a toddler who was not who's not at school. So it's great. I've actually watched too much rugby this week. I've wow. watched loads I've of watched rugby. I've watched too little, so we're in exactly the right place. I mean, I'm just basically a full-time rugby uh, expert now. Well, I'm not an expert, but I was, I'm was. i hosting analyst. a game. I'm, he yeah, doesn't an know that one of the Irish international players is actually from Ireland. <laughs> Honestly, I really think we should, do a, we should do a survey how many other non-Irish fans or even Irish fans thought that Josh van der Fleer was a, was a South African. I reckon, mm. yes. John, our, John, our producer, just raised his hand. Well, how do we um, do a survey? Yeah, we, let's do a survey. Can, can anybody can, please write in and back us up on this? I think loads of people thought he was South African. Anyway, so I'm hosting, I'm hosting live. I was doing a 15-minute show on the Friday, which was all the announcement of the team. <laughs> and we had Adam Powell, who's the defence coach, very important role for Sarri's. Oh, very, I didn't, very you know, important look, role shut, all of a sudden. I, no, no, sat no, next I, to him. I didn't, no, I didn't say, I didn't because it was a literally a 15 minute show I did not have time to espouse it. my theory that mm. that defence coaches aren't necessary like and I don't really mean it It's I literally didn't have the time to talk about it all being about emotion because he seemed like a very nice guy uh, Adam but I was just like you know is it I didn't even get to ask, ask the question is Sean Woodward uh, Sean Woodward Sean Edwards is Edwards. he a um, 
is he such a great defence coach because the players are too scared to miss tackles or anything like that? So I didn't even get onto that. But he was a lovely guy. I've also got Steve Cummins, who is one of the great um, Saris fans and knows everything. And so I interviewed... Uh, so I had him and Adam Powell on the announcement of the team on Friday. Then Saturday, an hour before the game, we did a half-hour show where we were interviewing. We had fans. We had a nine-year, ten-year-old fan called Louis who was brilliant, brilliant kid came on. Uh, Steve again and um, Bryony Cleal, who plays for Saracens Women, and uh, was so, so interesting. Dan, so many issues that were interesting. Her, she plays for Saris. Her, her twin sister Poppy also plays in the team. Um, okay, so she. Oh wow! Yeah. Ah, and I, did you I did mean, you put our theory about the Curry brothers to yes, it? Yes, yes. All this I put. To, yes. The thing is, Brian has recently <laughs> dyed her hair blonde under lockdown. It's a and great she's, theory. She's, oh, but do you know what? Brian Cleal is my absolute mm. is is my new role model in life. This is someone who she had wow. five years out with a knee with four knee injuries from the age of seventeen at twenty two. <sighs> she still Harry, has made it to this, play for. There's hope for you. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, I'm 51, There's so a little bit faster. You, but she got vets, over all those knee vets, problems. Vets, e- Exactly. But uh, I put to her the theory of, you know, would you ever play a game instead, you know, jokingly going, do you think, you know, do you think that the twin could get away? Because they do look really similar when she doesn't have her hair dyed. And she said, no, no, obviously not. Yeah. But her sister was once sent off for something she did. Isn't that brilliant? The, the ref ah, there set, you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. She was so nice because I was asking her lots of really silly questions. Like, I'm really competitive with my sister. And Brian is just coming back from that. She's, she's like Lewis Moody. She gets loads of injuries. And I said to her, I'm really competitive with my sister. Did you, you know, do you get bothered by the fact that Poppy won player of the match the week before, which she had done week, last week against Gloucester Hartbury? Mm. Um, she was player of the match. And she went, no, because I live with her. So I get the champagne as well. <laughs> which I thought yeah, I thought was I know. no but rather good take on it no but it's just so nice just just honestly Bryony Cleal look her up she is she's an absolute warrior because she's been through so much injury and um Amazing. and 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 also she has to deal with an annoying sister who never who doesn't get as injured as her anyway getting on getting on to this week's games who are they can playing I, can I quickly start with a point about Saracens this, this it was mm-hmm. a friendly this game Sarri's played against Oh, another Coventry. friendly, yes. Uh, another friendly. Two weeks' time, they start playing their championship games. It was a bit like a Barbarians game. It was 48-33 to Saracens. Um, they ship lots of points. It, they yeah, did, who's the defence coach at Sarri's? Don't. Lovely guy, Adam Powell. But they'd actually <laughs> they'd actually played very... No, but I think it was... Who did they play? Who did they, they play? They played Coventry. Coventry were about fourth in the championship Last but they're year. not a bad side, Coventry. They're not. As we were saying, we were looked up who had played in, for Coventry before, and people like Zinzan Brook did a couple of years at yeah. Coventry. H.G. Yeah. Um, Wells played for them in 1894. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it's apparently true. That's brilliant. And David Duckham, and, oh, there was it. Frank Cotton did some time there. Andy Good started there, of course. But these these rugby sides, watch playing the Coventry game. It it is going to be quite tight for Saris getting back up. They should do it, but until they, if they can't what do you get mean, what, getting back, back into the Premier League, yeah, I promise you, tight. Because, well, people are saying this this Coventry played really well. They well, broke us down lots of times, mate. That's just that's shocking. No, that's, but think about that's, think, I mean, Saracens no, but, should walk it. They should smash everyone every single game. They are okay. stuffed with international rugby players. There's no yes, way but we, they, they don't have even the be close. Yes. But again, the internet. Of course, they should. Once they get to the playoffs, the internationals come back. But Saris are playoffs. Have a, well, they're going to have a playoffs. They should. In the they should be. They should get automatic qualification. No, but there's a there's a playoffs thing that it's a different system this year. There's two different leagues, and then they come together in playoffs. So they've got players that are that mm. are important top players who are maybe fringe England who but are they've out. got Maro Atoji, Billy Vinopola, yeah, Owen but, Farrell. But it, um, it depends um, it depends how much those players are available for the games. Elliot this Daly. is the point this um, is the point I'm making those though. Those are international but, players. International yeah, they players. are Andy, international players. What's his name? Good, good, the other good. Alex yeah. Good. Is it and have you noticed something, Dan? Ex-international player. Have you noticed yes, something yes, about yes, this? Yes, yes, yes. Tompkins, the, Tompkins, Welsh yep. international player. Okay, now he's... Yes. There's a, I mean, if they yeah. are anywhere, if, if, they are not, if they are not smashing it every week, then... 
Yeah. I think they will do it. I absolutely think they will. But it will be tighter than you think. This is my point, though. The point I'm making yeah, about yes. it's going to be tighter than people expect for Saris because of the number of players out is the same problem with the Premiership. I hate the Premiership when in, it's the played at the same time as the international yeah. window. So teams like Bristol lose massive. Exeter now have... Uh, I've got a lot of players away and they've also got some injuries and stuff. Yeah, but Bristol, um, I get it. They, they are getting a depth of squad now because, like, they, they played London Irish yesterday. All right, it's London Irish. Mm. But they were just as convincing. They, the game was won in, like, 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, but but then it ended up being a draw. Did you not watch second half? Did you hear no. what happened in London Irish, Bristol? <laughs> 34, 34. This is brilliant. There is no podcast. I switched as it off like ten minutes us. into the second half, thinking, "Hey, hey, because I had to go and do childcare stuff." This is brilliant. This is awful. This is awful. This is awful. No, this this is, is why this game was. Uh, where's Josh Van der Fleer from, Dan? Uh, uh, well, from well, I just found he's that from tweet Ireland, actually. Born and bred. His his dad no, was a he was dad was a good club player as well played for um, was oh. an Irish Irish club player so anyways stop trying to save yourself by knowing obscure facts about Josh Van der Fleer no the thing didn't is know. <clears throat> no no I know but can I just, before we get onto this I am fed up yes. with basically the Premiership this. loses players to internationals carries on playing Premiership yeah. games they should play less important they should play like the cup games and things like that just. What it's do you mean? because the That's thing is you're paying the, the same goes, to go man. to the game. You're not seeing the top players. It's it's because rugby is so led by no, international sport. No, I disagree sport. with this completely. How? How? Right. So when 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 it's not the international window, right? All these mm. top teams, your Saracens, Bristol, whatever. Mm. The, you know, the idea is that they leap ahead, and then the international window comes along, and the players with less players in you know, on international duty the whole thing levels up it's actually a pretty brilliant system because they i think but what's but but, but it incentivizes a team that has that has players that aren't going to go away for the six nations nobody plans their side by going oh we'll get a few inter- international players i in. promise uh, you they do i bet you they do i bet they go he's good because he'll be who? there all through randrander for for bristol's okay he's injured at the moment is not going to go away because Fiji don't have lots of internationals or a set time when, or, or they're going to be going away at a different time of year than the Six Nations. Yes. It's the problem with rugby that I know we all, all of us, I got into rugby and loving watching it through internationals, but we're not going to grow the club game until we give the club game the chance to not be so subservient to the international game. In the way I that know, football... That's, that is the problem. Since, pre, since, since it turned professional, that's been the, the number one problem, club versus yeah. country. But there was a time when Wasps provided loads of players for England mm-hmm. and they were winning all the titles. You know, there was mm-hmm. a time when Bath, you know, they were producing all the players for, for England and they had all the titles. It's just a... It's a cyclical game, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm just saying, if I was to own a rugby club and I wanted to be successful, I would not develop lots of young English players, particularly, who who and really hope they went you'd on and became them, England you'd, internationals. You'd go and plunder the South Sea Islands. Yes. I'd yes. go and I'd yes, go and get course. lots of Fijians and Samoans <laughs> and young kids who are going to be really ethical good. business owner. I guess, I, yeah. And actually, the thing is, the thing no, the thing would be the problem. The thing I'd get experienced players. I wouldn't get youngsters who would come over and then get and then do time uh, yeah. here and then end up playing get, for England and then I lose them anyway. I'd want to get people who've already got caps for Fiji right, you or get Samoa or internationals and they come cheap. Yeah, and ex-internationals mm. and no, but, I, but they don't. They're not that expensive, are they? If they're thirty-two. They're Cheap players. Those two, thirty-three. I mean, this is. I, yeah, it, well, you it, get one my, season out of them. It's my. This big... is such bad business. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait for you to run a rugby club. Pal. I'm not good with money, Dan. That's another <laughs> issue, anyway. In terms of the games that you miss totally, that London Irish Bristol. <laughs> I missed hard. I didn't miss it no, totally. I missed. I missed a portion of it. The, the... It saved the weekend. Let me show, tell you about that game. Thirty-one-six. Uh, they were ahead at one point, and basically they, uh, you know, they were they were playing beautiful stuff. That guy now now Lango, I think you put the N in, yeah. uh, the winger, and Charles Pietau, um absolutely brilliant, uh, and f- freely scoring looked like a training run, and and then it just turned around. Sort of last twenty minutes, the the, the Irish brought on London Irish brought on 
you know, they're experienced old players. Sean O'Brien, uh, Nick Phipps. Nick Phipps played half an hour and got player of the match. Played half an hour, came on wow. and was named player of the match. Um, and they, uh, But that's what they're there yeah. for, aren't it? Those and, players. They're, that's, they, they were brought in to... You know, to 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 play a sort of punishing twenty twenty five minutes, yeah. and um and see if they can turn games around, which you know it's worked this time. It's because Bristol without their international players, thus thus balancing up the but Premier what, League. Why are I, you balancing I, up the Premier? What's the point of that? If you're going to have a team, big teams should be the big <laughs> sides. Because some some teams can't afford to like. Buying international players, you know, some some teams are they're sort of clinging on. So London Irish are doing what you have suggested, mm. which is buy these old internationals, war horses. Yeah. You can give you twenty minutes, but might last one season or two seasons, and they find themselves at the bottom of the league. Apart from in the international window now, where Bristol's all their internationals yeah. are away, where they've got loads yeah. of them, and now they're drawing games. So it just you know, balances things I, up in an imperfect world. I just don't know why you want balancing up. I, I want to see in rugby great sides. You want to see teams running, running away, running no, away but, with it for <laughs> for years on end, which is why you're a Saracens fan. No, that's why. As long as it's Saracens running away with it for years. No, but I just, I just think this whole idea of just balancing it up. Well, then I don't know. I, I it's good it, for the game. It bothers it's me. Good anyway, for the game. Anyway, we're good for the game. But so this game was um, it, this completely saved the weekend, the London Irish Bristol game, because there was loads of other rubbishy games with players getting Lots sent of off. Red cards. Office. Red cards. Five, five red cards. Uh, there were other things that should have been red cards. Actually, I, I tell you what, the yeah, Lund I heard that. Yeah, London. Um, anyway, so I'll go back to this in a sec. But there were there was uh, three in the Leicester Wasps game. Two, yeah. two of those were the high. You know, were people. Uh, high hits in tackles, but don't you just don't you think though how like you, you know these red cards? It's just just you've got to. I know people are tired and they're knackered, but you've just, you've got to take responsibility for how you're tackling somebody. You you've got to. Oh, totally. But I think I think we've got to bring in our old friend and help suggest <laughs> as well card. by Jess from Fezcard, Fezcast as well, and John, our producer, the amber card, the twenty minutes, the because. There's, there's a couple of tackles. I think it was certainly one of the Leicester Wasps game. It was Kieran Brooks, where there's a double tackle on the player. And if the player who's got sent off had wrapped his arm round, he wouldn't have been sent off. But the reason his arm is bent in and braced like that is because he can't get his arm round because he's in a double tackle sort of thing. He's got his other, you know, mm. somebody else there. So he's, he's all. I just think there were some really soft ones. There were others. I I just would like they're to see they're all letter, letter of the law ones, aren't they? I mean, that's what that's the, that's yeah. that's the frustrating thing. But by the letter of the law, you have to be sent off. Well, again, you know what my feeling is that the Premiership should just stop now, rebuild, Absolutely. retrain. Everybody should learn again. Uh, we should just concentrate yeah. on the Championship and Saris, um, mm. because and hopefully they'll make it back. <laughs> no, but I I do think somebody need they, there needs to be a massive sort of train. They need to sort themselves out because I think. I, you you still want players to clear out players. You still want players. To, you still want hard hits that try know, and knock the ball out of an attacker. It's hard. It's just going to be a cultural shift over a number of seasons, and unfortunately, players are going to get sacrificed with red cards. It's all about player welfare and making the game safe. And I know we talk about this probably every week, but you know, you you sound like someone that's trying to get round these issues, and I just. You know, they, oh, I'm, not, if, if I'm not trying to get round. I'm not trying to excuse them. I think it should still. It, things have got to change, <laughs> but I feel incredibly sorry for the players going through this because they loads are, of the time they, they are eighty percent of the time. Hard. It's almost. I don't know how you do. It. If you're in a double tackle with someone else, you've got room to put what put your arm round your if mate. If in doubt, it, don't do it. If but, in doubt, don't go in. But then they're going to get dropped by their coach who goes, "You didn't clear out, or you didn't tackle. Well, you had a good chance to have, to really stop their to attack." Yeah, but that, that, that. But after a while, the coaches will go. Well, if he goes in there, he's going to get red carded. Surely they, you know, they're intelligent people. A player got a yellow card in the London Irish Bristol game. Is it Mitch Eddy? Mitch Eddy, uh, number eight. I can't remember his name, but he's he's a um, Bristol player. Did a really cynical barge on Nick Phipps, the London Irish scrum off who came on and you know got player of the match. Cynical barge off the ball, really took him out. Nastily, and it was cynical, and it, um, 
I love it that you that you go that you say it was cynical and it was nasty. Yeah, uh, and I think like cynical. You profess cynical, to know his motivation. No, but it but it was definitely sort of oh I'll do this well he's and take him off the ball, and he gets a yellow right. for that and a player who makes a mistake. I mean I don't have it. I'm just looking up Mitch Eady. And a player that takes someone's head off gets a red. It's terrible. Yeah. This is nothing personal against Mitch <laughs> against Mitch Eady, who's who's sixteen stone seven six foot three, and I don't want him angry with me, but um yeah. I think he should have been sent off. I think it, I, because that is. But it's not a send off for offence. It's but it's cheating. It's trying to get advantage. I, the player charging in. I it's don't, not I, a send off offence. It's no, not, I, in, the, it's no, not he, in the law. No, but he, he has sort of clunked him off the ball. <laughs> you can't just interpret the law as you as you go. No, I think that's cynical. So you must go a red. No, I, it's not in the laws. Look, I I just I just I just think there's there's this room between red and yellow, even. Um, the third sending off in the Leicester Wasps game was a, a high tackle. Now it was a, not high mm. tackle. It was tackling someone in the air, taking someone out in the air. It was again, like some of these high hits. It's not intentional. It's a mistake by the player. So yeah. you need a big sanction that damages the team. But, but, but you also need to remember it's not coming from a nasty place. I mean, this guy, he, he ran, a player's running for the ball. He's obviously looking at the ball isn't aware of the player running in. It's his fault. He should, should be aware of the other player running. The player jumps in the air and he completely takes him out and nearly comes out on his head. Um, but if you imagine how, if he if he had taken him out and he had come down on his head and he had broken his neck or whatever, mm. like it, that's what you're, that's what they're saying. You have, you cannot do this. <clears throat> oh you yeah. Know, that, that, you I'm know, still saying sanctions. I'm still place. saying sanctions, but I think and I think all... tw- and, and what and what if, the, if what if that was the letter of the law? If he had come down and he had landed on his head and he got sent off for twenty minutes, do you know what? If I was in charge, there'd be about ten levels of cards. There'd be ten levels of cards. They'd be they'd be they'd be light yellow. They'd be darker yellow. They'd be amber. Blood <laughs> red. A nice there'd blue. Be, there'd be a light red. There'd be a pink. For a sort of, but I, uh, I a do, turquoise. I would. I don't think it's completely unreasonable that I think there should be some sort of sanction that brings in the fact of, oh, you're a nasty piece of work, you did that deliberately, and there should be something I don't, about that. It's not against. about that. It's not about, it's not about the motivation of the player. It's not about, oh, you you psychopath. No, but, it's, it, but it's I'm saying... preventing I'm just, injury. Oh, I, I agree with preventing injury. We're not arguing on the issue. I do think we need to be changing the way players tackle, the way players clear out, the way players do this. I don't That's really know how they do about. it without having the commitment of stopping about. people getting whacked on the head and having these terrible injuries. I totally all I'm saying is I'm bringing an extra element in. I know. Can I know we have you something are. about the nasty cynical sods or the deliberate I, cheating? Um, and I'd I'd like to see a ref being able to go, oh, you're so against the spirit of the game and that sort of thing. I'm just like a bit of old fashioned. I like to know what when I a guy's know, walking but it's off like, in disgrace. But you're, but you're also saying like you want. What, so what do you want for what do you want for cynical cheats? Well, you want a red oh, card really for that? Oh, really bad! A dark red. <laughs> dark what do you want if someone red. nearly takes? Um, but what do you want if somebody nearly takes someone's head off and causes like potential life-changing injuries? Twenty minutes. No, no. I, look, look. No. no. Well, I don't know. I don't know because the thing is, I know it's very difficult. It's very difficult, and that's where that's where professional rugby finds itself in a very difficult position. Yeah. You know, because it's a very very physical you know, hard hitting contact sport. And within that, you have to find, you have to draw up lines and you have to draw up boundaries. And and it has to be black and white as well. You can't have a wishy-washy system. It has to be well, black and white. But I think the problem is that... It's a very difficult culture shift. There needs changing. I don't know how to change, what laws we need to change. I don't know enough about it technically. <laughs> but, no, but we need to retrain <laughs> the way the way people hit clear outs from yes. rucks and and I think that's what the they're tackling, trying to do the, and, the height of the and, tackle and I feel so sorry for the players no it's bad. yeah you're right it's difficult because they would have trained all their adult life to hit and clear out a certain way and now in the space of two years they're being asked to do something completely different and that is hard 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. just run through the games because we've been getting into too many discussions uh bath gloucester gloucester so unlucky to lose this so unlucky bath again uh, gloucester had a man sent off after eight minutes another mm. what was it what was that i can't remember which one was which that was a tackle one i think and then bath got someone sent off second half um with a, a high hit in the tackle um and gloucester scored with about four minutes to go and you have to say they were away from home Against against Bath and and but they played most of the game down to fourteen yeah, men. But, but but you have to say Bath went down to thirteen men. The yeah, last... but only right at the end. Only right. Yeah, at the end. I know. And they scored. Bath scored right at the end with thirteen men, and yeah. they should. They you would have to say that that was a missed opportunity. Um, did you see that try that Reece Samit didn't score it, but he set it up where he caught the ball one side of the pitch and. Practically, he walked. Yeah, exactly. He that was across. That was and the Gloucester score. None of the Bath players went anywhere near him. I and know. he just walked across the pitch, chucked it to someone else on the wing, and they scored. It was Hugo really Monny weird. described it as a sponsored walk across the pitch. It was weird because he was, but he was very, he's such a cool kid, isn't he? In that situation that he did just go, yeah. It yeah, was, but they, nobody knows what he's going to do. So they just leave him alone. Really bad luck for Gloucester, but it doesn't matter because no one's going sent down anyway. because they're No, exactly. The they do so, seem like they're playing with the sort of shackles taken off a bit. Which is, they're not rubbish know. though, Gloucester. They're just quite unlucky. No, I know. Um, Exeter I lost Northampton. That was incredible. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, I did. I just, I saw the result. Well. There was one point loss. One point loss, Exeter, basically Exeter were the better team. Northampton defended unbelievably. Really stopped. It's the whole they out Exeter to Exeter, which whenever people say that, it's obviously a really boring game if both teams are playing like Exeter. But uh, Did they defend really well on the line, How Like yeah. Northampton, they kept them out. I reckon people, I reckon teams are fine, like they are fronting up to Exeter now. Like yeah. Exeter do their thing so brilliantly and precise, you know, but... They other teams realise what they have to do to keep them out, which is relentless attacking defence. Essentially, it is. It is true, but they. But also, they are missing players as well, Exeter. So, I mean, I, I think Exeter obviously still probably it's good. Then, the isn't it? Nicely balanced now, balancing yeah. out nicely. Um, but 
Uh, can I sp- pick up one point? Oh, 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 sorry. I just realised. Like, I don't yeah, want. Yeah, you missed that. No, you missed sorry. that point because you were going I, on to your next point. I, well, I've got a lot of notes here. You're very. I know. Often, in your, in your look, file of facts. I've got print out some stuff. Um, <laughs> no, but you, no. Good point. It is a good. No, I don't want. Thank you. I, I don't Thank want it evened out. But it's just that I don't really like Exeter because they they and been annoying and they don't mm. I don't yeah, they, think they went to Saris. Saris. and yeah. they went for Saris. Um but very nice fans as I always say but uh, I also fans. think Northampton Relaxed. were unbelievable I think there's a lot of teams maybe it is because the, the the pressure's off but a lot of teams that are playing really well I mean Northampton really did do incredibly well to go away to Exeter and and hold on like that was unbelievable, even though it was a bit of a lucky thing at the end. You say Exeter were the better side, though. Yeah, I'd say Exeter probably deserved to win, but Northampton, well, you don't say deserved to win. They they were the better team. They They had much more ball, much more pressure. But they didn't win. Um, So, yes. But, and also Chiefs, (laughs) uh, I saw saw that Chiefs did lose lots of scrums as well. Um, But did you see the ending? He's going to take the kick that would have won them the game, the conversion for the try that they'd scored. um, Is it Simmons? Uh, yeah, Simmons. So he stands back, and I don't. I do think that was tough. He moved slightly or something, and then they just ran up and kicked the ball away, and that was the end of the game. You know, he he couldn't take his kick. They they really? started their run up, but yeah, because he moved, um, uh, Northampton oh, started their run up, and Ollie Slidehome ran up and just kicked the ball off the tee and and went yeah, end of game, and they won by one point. So oh, so that's that's controversial. That's controversial, isn't it? Let's get on to the internationals. Um, Ireland, Italy. I've got to go for Italy on this. <laughs> oh my god! How insulting! I don't really. I um. I think the French game could be in doubt this weekend. Yes, which will be gutting because Scotland have got quite a good chance of with Dupont out, their coach out. Um, yeah, but it's it's, it's not. There's a few more French players that have tested positive, and Galtier's going to be. He's got it as well. So Galtier's tested positive. Yeah, the coach so has got it. The, the very fact the coach is removed mm. upsets what have they the been French doing? thing. Yeah, exactly. They're, well, they're... Usually, you see, the, the French do a lot of unhealthy things and get doing? away with it. They seem to smoke a lot and still look great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> why I, that's why I asked you that question. <laughs> I knew you'd say something ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous and racist. <laughs> yeah, um, fr- the French go out partying and they're like... No, but they, they just they... seem to... They seem to just... Uh, I, I particularly, I, I think the English particularly have a hang up about the French because I think that they seem to ease through life in a way well, that we don't. Well, you clearly don't. do. Yeah, no, they look great, don't they? And they just, they're just better than us they as do. people. They're suave. Yeah, they're and suave. They, and they glide. Why they glide do, across the. Why do they instinctively play such good rugby in a way that we just don't? They just have a style. Gallic flair. They just seem. They just have. They seem to run differently to us. They All play their with their players, emotions. By the same token, the Italians should play an even yeah. more outrageous version of that. Yeah, you know, and that's they, they've got the same sort of Gallic spirit, but they just don't have the well, no, they, they do, well, but anything. The, the Italians they, they haven't be developed more... at all, they haven't developed at all since they entered the tournament. And that's that's the, the women's game hasn't developed, the, the club game hasn't developed, the international game hasn't developed. That's yeah, just lack of people maybe. playing, though. If, if more people should be forced yeah, to play rugby, yeah, but that's the idea. In you're in a you're in a great big international tournament. The idea is to attract more people to the game, and if and how have they not managed to do that? Compare it to any it's other true. sort of developing country. Really, it's Italy have been the worst. Yeah, and I, I, I feel bad about saying this because they do try their best, but for some reason, whatever it is, it just. And also, and I think if you take out Italy and put something like Georgia in, I think you're just going to get the same. Yeah, I think it's a I, sort of like for like swap. Well, I think the point was uh, Italy don't really play like Italy because you think Italians. I always think Italians is Italy's kind of incredibly artistic but illogical. Do you know what I mean? You go to their cities and go, this is mad. You know the the the. Trevi Fountain in Rome, you walk down a little back alley and suddenly you've got this massive fountain in a square that should be bigger for that fountain. And things like that. I love the illogicality. They don't play like an illogical, crazy, artistic people. I used to drive a Fiat Tipo and it really looked great. Yeah. But if you try to get under the bonnet to fix anything, 
things were hidden under bits <laughs> that shouldn't be hidden. And like but they don't play rugby like really that. They just, hard they just to get play to. Rug, they just play rugby slightly badly. They don't do anything incredibly wild. You'd think they'd be like Fiji or something and do wildly creative yeah, things. Develop an identity. Yeah, they don't have that. And yet. France is a more sensible country, I'd say, and that kind. Of, but don't you, when you think of a, I mean, I know this is a ridiculous point. I think of an England player running, and they go, blah, 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 and I think of a French player running, and they, uh, I just see them gliding. Mm. It's probably all my kind of the, something I put more on from top the of hips. Them. Yeah, I just, more from the hips. They're, they're just better human beings than the rest of us in the Six Nations. So, <laughs> so I'm bringing. So I just no, I, 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 I think. Uh, I, if that game goes ahead, Scotland have got a, I, horribly. Scotland have got a good chance because of COVID. They've got a better chance because Dupont's going to be out, um, mm. and Villiers is a I good winger. They, I, I still think they they do well. Sean Edwards, when I was listening to him speak, and he said these are the games like Scotland, Wales, and England are the games where they will really know if France are any good or not. Yeah, but also don't don't what uh, write off the fact that that Scotland should be so angry about losing that Wales game. Um, mm. And mm. I think they'll mm. really have a point to prove and they'll really want to turn up. So I think I think it's going to be close. I hate picking up Scotland too much because I know they don't like us, but I just think they, everybody wants them to have a better season than they're having. Everybody thinks this team's deserved it for years. They've got quality all the way through. I'm going to... Oh, I'm, I don't even have any Scottish blood to go, oh, I'm a bit Scottish, so I kind of believe... Yeah, but you want points, to see them Scotland do well, I understand, game, because right? it, it, they are great. When they're, when they're flying, they're a brilliant team to watch. They really yeah. are great. Exactly. They've got world class players. So Scotland's just not enough of them. Scotland's going to win by three. <laughs> um, what's your prediction? I, I Do you think, think France, France will win, win a tight game? I think if it goes I think ahead. <laughs> Are you going to predict it gets sold off? Six points to, to France, and just for just for my money's worth, I'm going to have Ireland by about twenty five. Ireland Italy. have been unlucky. Yeah, that, actually, that's the point. Ireland have been unlucky because they've lost both their games, and. They came. They've come close twice. I think they're going they to hammer well them. They played well against France. They played I reckon, well. I reckon thirty-five point win for Ireland because oh. they're angry. They've they, they, they've <laughs> not been reflected well in this. Ten, thing. ten extra points for the anger. Ten extra points for the anger. Um, Wales, England. Well, this would be. This could. This could be. Have you seen the stats for both Wales and England? They're both really, really poor. So like numbers of <laughs> numbers of line breaks, and both teams have been playing without the ball. Um, it could be a really, really dull game. <laughs> I am going to say, and this is the first time I think I've done this. I think Wales may mm. do a job on England on Saturday. I think Wales right. may win by five points. I have such a desire to say something unusual and to not go with it. Because I think... <laughs> a draw. It's going to no, be a draw. Yes. No one ever predicts a draw. Thanks, I Dan. Know. I'm going to go for boring. a draw. 25-25 I'm going for. Um, well, I mean, that's a the... high score draw. Exactly. I think. I don't think... I think England will, will turn up because there's a lot of talk about Lewis Rees-Zammett. If I think... The, there's almost too much pressure on him. Everybody's got an article on him this week in the build-up to the game. And if he still has a great game, then he's just he's one of the greatest players ever. Because I think you've got to be messed up by having so too much attention on you and everybody talking about you. And it's always... The team, a player always disappoints when everybody focuses on them during the week. Um, I, I, think, I think England will turn up... I think Wales... No one's... Re, you know, people are sort of talking down, like you. You know, people are saying... Wales got a good chance of winning this. England looks so shaky. I think that really counts against Wales. I don't think chance that. I don't. I don't think that. I. 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 I don't think England. I think England would be right up for it. I really do. I just think Wales have got a bit of momentum. They've won. Let's be honest. Two lucky games, really. Yeah. Although they started to pull away against Scotland. You know, mm. they did very well. You know, but at home to England, they are going to be so up for it. And, you know, we don't really know what... If England's defence don't fire, and there's a really good chance that that is the case, and they get sort of mired down, and that's what Wales will be trying to do to them. They'll try and mire them down. Yeah. I think, you know... And you do also could, forget... Wales could grind out a win. Yeah, they've got a very good back row. We've got a troubled back row. Believe in Napoleon, not 
So, so I was reading, go, he's mm. he's okay. He just doesn't seem to be quite back in the same form. They've got a really he's not good getting back- over the line. He's not yeah. he's not making the line breaks at the moment. They've got a really but good who knows, back that three. May change. Liam Williams, Reese and Josh Adams. They've got a back three. If they've got back- one of the best back threes in world rugby. You'd have yeah. to say that now. And we've got... I mean, I'm sorry, I'm criticising Sarri's players here, and I don't really mean to. I just mean I think they're short of confidence. Elliot Daly <laughs> doesn't seem confident. Now, he might... He, I, I yeah. think there's a chance to get into two of those two players, Daly and Vanapola, and go... This is about getting on the Lions tour. This is a re- this is it now. I mean, maybe they shouldn't yeah. put too much pressure on them, but you've put got to on them. throw everything at this. This is a massive game for you both because I think they're in trouble. Those two keeping their places if they don't have a big game. Interesting selections on whether to bring in new players. Wales, Dan Bigger, very secure, very Farrell like. I think Dan Bigger, yeah. very you know, uh, or Callum Sheedy, who was a brilliant, yeah. came on for Bristol and was brilliant. But, but, oh, but he, no, he didn't come on for Bristol. He started, started for Bristol. Pivak swapped the halfbacks against Scotland like a half time. It was very unusual. Yeah, Callum Sheedy comes on and plays really well. So I, I just, I just think it's really interesting. Uh, but but I, I think we've probably got them in the, pa- the front five. Our front five is better. Our front row is better than theirs. And our mm. second row, possibly, even though Alan Wynne-Jones is really, really good, I think if it's Johnny Hill and Itoji... I think it could change well, the, the, the fact that um, Wales have got... I mean, their back three is electric. I wonder if that would change the um, tactic of just kicking. Because you wouldn't want to kick it to them, would you? No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to make... It, it, like In terms of playing at Cardiff, you'd expect... Like it's a more even game than it might be because you haven't got the crowd there singing, you know, bread of heaven and swing low, et cetera, et cetera. It'd be interesting watching him because we don't, you know, the swing low sweet chariot uh, is coming under. There's been discussion, yeah. hasn't there, that it's, it's, I mean, I just hate it. I hate it because it doesn't have anything to do to me with English rugby. It doesn't have anything no, right. to do with England as a country. It does it's it, problematic. And it feels like it's stealing something that is somebody else's song, which is quite yeah. typical of the English. And I'm s I've hated it for <laughs> ages. I've hated it for ages. And I've never ever <laughs> sung it. I would say that I've never st- sat stood in a crowd and sung and I ha- do you know what I ha- I hate it when we lose and the Irish or the Welsh or the Scottish press go, Oh the wheels have come off the chariots. Oh just shut up. Some of us don't like yeah. that stupid song. So this might have been the season with crowds to see if people do start singing it less and we need another England song we do need another you know I do, yeah. I mean, we were going to talk about this that we uh, I want to start making up some chants for Sarries um, certainly right one yeah and it's very hard it's very hard uh, but, or but, reappropriate but need... a different song yeah but we Sweet Swing Low was not written for the England team. No. It was, but, do you know what I mean? It was nicked. Exactly. We need a nice England song. So if, if yes, actually, if anybody can write in to suggest what would be a good England song. Personally, I love Jerusalem, though I know everybody says it's too religious. I, think, I agree. Yeah. And also, I, I don't know, it just seems so nationalistic. Um, that, that, then I mean, other teams don't. I mean, Wales sing "Bread of Heaven." Wales sing "Bread of Heaven," don't they? Bread yeah. of no. Heaven. That's yeah. a great one. That is when that goes around. Ireland. I don't know what they don't sing anything, do they? Well, yeah, yes, they do. Fields Ireland, of Athenry. Fe- Ireland. Yeah. They have they have their Ireland. national. Well, apart from the national anthems, they have Fields of Athenry, which well, is they don't of course sing that though. Yes, they do. The no, no. What's the field? Oh, has the Fields of Athenry? Go on. It's about a guy. It's about a guy singing to a woman who's about to be transported for stealing bread by the English. It's another, oh, the English, weren't we wankers in the 19th century? <laughs> yeah, and for God's sake, that's got nothing exactly to do with these well. kids playing rugby. But anyway, it's a beautiful song and I love it. I do think it's a great song. But Flower we, of Scotland's a good song, but that's another one of those. You yeah, Bannockburn. Like England, exactly. England came a knocking and we sent them packing. The problem with the stuff. Scots, the, yeah, I mean, the Scots, it's great because they've got Bannockburn to hang on to. The thing is with the English is when you have so many victories, it's hard to choose which battle you're going to actually choose for so your you might song. as well just steal a slave song. 
No, but the fa- no, the truth is, the truth is, we're playing lots of countries that hate us because we've oppressed them in the past. Of course, that is the. Of uh, but course. The, and, and 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 of course, and I completely. So the the English can't have a song like that. <laughs> oh, no. we, we no, can't exactly. do it. Oh, yeah, aren't we brave? Aren't we brave and plucky that we were? You know, we should have some sort of ash. We should have something yeah. about ashing caution. We or Cressy or. So, because the French have, you know, the the you know the times we've beaten the French, we've Imagine been outnumbered. Imagine if you started singing a song about Agincourt, like it, yeah, it, you know. That's, now, that's why people dress as knights. Like, that's why yeah, people dress, what? don't they, as knights with the chainmail? Templars. They're, they're trying to find every every national team is trying to find that impetus that An comes identity. from going. We once hit back. We, we were oppressed by these people, but our spirit is still strong. That is where the yes. best songs come from. And the, uh, the Welsh national anthem is we about. We have got any of those. Is about land, isn't it? About uh, I can't. What the, yeah, land that my fathers. Land it, that and fathers. letting the language live and things like that. I can't remember if that's actually, that's heaven. not in the song. Bread but I can't remember what the, of heaven. That's what they sing. Bread, bread, oh, no, of, bread heaven. of heaven is a different one. That's, that's but that's what they sing. Nice... I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm talking. No, but I'm talking. I'm not talking about the anthems. Oh right. Because obviously we get. I'm talking about the songs that spark up, like right. swing low, you know, around the pitch. And and and, and Ireland don't sing Fields of Atham Rye when they're playing. They just say Ireland, Ireland. That's they all do they sing. sing the Fields of Atham Rye when they're playing. They do absolutely. I can play you footage of. Yeah, no, I have heard. Now you sing it so beautifully. We get done for copyright if I sing. But um, but no, it's it's they so so they so they do have their songs sing. I I um, I think we should have that very English. To me, the best thing would be a sort of Monty Python. Maybe always look on the bright side of life. As, oh, that's God, very that's English. just so like, sarcastic. It's like it's exactly. like oh well, it's all going shit again. Oh Look, dear. This is the if you are apologetic, a that, apologetic song. Exactly. Well, I used to have a bit of stand up about this. Where we, I thought we should have sung "Always on My Mind" by Pet Shop Boys, or well, by Elvis as well. Elvis did it, and then Pet Shop Boys. Didn't it? But that's uh. Uh, because that's a sort of apology to the nations that we're playing, who usually we've oppressed in the past. Because the first, you know, maybe I didn't treat you that's a great, quite as good as I should. That's a great way of going into any sort of battle, isn't it? Like just yeah. apologising to the opponents yeah. before, you, before you even kick kick off. Look, it'll make us. It, I think it makes the England side fascinating, different. You do a little the old bit quirky. Billy Connolly thing and just start singing the Archers theme. But I, I think this is. I think people should come up with something because it was silly um, to have cha- to have uh, to have um, swing low, sweet chariot. Swing low. And I, I think we just. I think we need something English and kind. You know, aren't we quirky and funny and have a sense of humour? Uh, because it's quite hard mm. to to play the we're so spirited and different. I don't know. Card, yeah. So no, I, I agree with that bit, but I don't think you can do the other quirky thing. I just there don't should think be a, it's the right. I, I don't think, think it's appropriate. <laughs> but well, like, you know, like do... the England cricket team, and they've got their little band that goes with them, the Barmy yeah. Army, and they're always like playing. Um, uh, like they, I think I'm sure I'm pretty sure they play the Monty Python theme and all that stuff. But there's but there's hours that go on, you know, with nothing happening in cricket. You can sort of get away with that sort of comedy. But it's a it's a eighty minute cauldron of a rugby yeah. match. You don't want to be sort of, you know, nipping off for a little bit of a few bars of Monty Python. I've got. We need a song. Somebody needs to write a song that's about <laughs> other countries oppressing us by making us feel guilty about our past as oppressors. Have I flipped it too far there? A song about <laughs> it's a complicated theme, isn't it? The pain yeah. of the guilt that we feel as we, we feel. hear songs about. Yes, how I know. Dare you, how dare you make us feel guilty? Yes. It was years ago. <laughs> it wasn't us, and most of us have got Irish and Welsh and Scottish blood as well. Yeah, actually, exactly. so the, the the lyrics are writing themselves for me, Dan. So I and think... the tune as well. Yes, that's what the song should be. The song should be actually we're all a little bit Irish, don't you know? Irish. And a little Everyone's bit. Everyone's got Irish in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was Irish with them. So your pain is our pain. Yeah, when, yeah, I wonder, yeah. I think this could be the podcast. There's not a monopoly really on pain. The There's not yeah. a monopoly on pain. <laughs> I mean, it's true. We, yeah. I think, honestly, the more controversial 
we can be, the more likely we'll get banned, and then that will get us a cult following for this podcast. Yeah, I agree. I think my great great grandfather left because of the famine in Ireland. I'm not saying that. Really? I am a, yes, I'm pretty sure that's my great great grandfather left mm. uh, around mm. that time. Um, so anyway, I'm not trying to make a point of I'm more Irish than anybody else. I've had this conversation with every Irish person I meet about how I'm very Irish. Um, yeah. So I, maybe we just sing other people's songs. That would be fun if England fans... That'd be unnerving. Learn the fields of Athenry, learn Bread of Heaven and sing them... And just change a couple of the words. Just change a couple of the words. (laughs) (laughs) Sing the the Scottish National Anthem. The fields of of Peckham Rye. You just sort of change it a little bit. The fields of Peckham Rye. Oh, this is so (laughs) offensive. Um, (laughs) That's very funny. Um, No, okay, so brilliant. I think that's our... I think we should start having that as a regular thing. If if every week, and it's enough homework watching the games, isn't it? But I do think I know, we should start thinking about what songs England should sing and how do we get to start them. So if you've got any ideas about song lyrics, titles for what England can sing, uh, please get in touch with us on rugbyjubbly at dltentertainment.com or Twitter at jubblyrugby. And Instagram is at Rugby Jubbly Podcast. And as you can see, if you listen to this show, we do read out the tweets. So (laughs) really worthwhile. It's really worthwhile getting involved. (laughs) Well, pal, I've actually really enjoyed this. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it, even though, uh, yeah. Oh, good. No, I mean, (laughs) this is the episode 14. I enjoyed it when your, I enjoyed it when your, when your internet froze and collapsed. Yes. And I just sat back and just thought, oh, thank God it's not me. <laughs> I enjoyed that bit. Yeah, no, that was that was good. But no, I'm I'm just a little bit, I'm just a little bit frazzled this this uh, this Monday. I know you so are. So don't mate. go and get your head down. I know, I just... I've been up all night with a teething five month old. Don't you worry. I go and chill out. Yeah, I've just got so many notes. I've got so much work to do to get my head in gear over rugby and who's anyway. What my thoughts are. Um, so no, it's been very interesting. It is like therapy. This for me in rugby. It, I mm, feel like it, is, isn't it? clears things it, up a weirdly. Bit, but uh, brilliant. I will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was about that was another classic ending. <laughs> <laughs>